African savannah on safari, looking for... Mike, is that a lion stalking us? I think it's something much scarier. It's a search term report, and someone has keywords with 150% ACOS. Oh no, they never added any negative keywords. Oh, and it looks like all their bids are just $3. No bid optimization? We're in trouble. We need to do something about this giant ACOS, but I don't know if we can do it alone. Oh no, it's the Ad Badger. Should we run? No, no, no. The Ad Badger can save us. He'll rip that high ACOS to shreds with bid optimization and negative keywords. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Brett from Ad Badger, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast, and your source for all of the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. What's going on, everybody? It's Mike here from Ad Badger, and I'm really excited over today's format and our content. Uh, in terms of formats, we got something new that we haven't really done before on the show. Uh, you know, we've done solo sort of monologues. Uh, today, we're going to be doing sort of a roundtable, and we have someone new on the show, uh, Ad Badger team member Steven. Steven, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, everyone? And of course, we have Brett here, too. How's it going? What's up? And the reason why three of us are on this episode was one, because we constantly want to make the podcast better and test out different formats. And two, um, Stephen was actually optimizing some campaigns over the last few months, doing some research, and you actually noticed something really interesting. So by the end of this episode, we're going to really dive into some of these new bid optimization strategies uh, to take our bid optimization to the next level using some Amazon bid placement settings that maybe you know about, but maybe you haven't used. Uh, so that's what we're going to be getting into today. So um, we got a lot to cover. And uh, the first thing I think before we get into any of that good content, uh, definitely wanted to intro Steven. Um, you know, Steven's been on the team for quite some time now. And uh, I think we should start with a, maybe a fun fact about Steven. Steven, a fun fact. <laughs> a fun fact. Let's do it. All right, uh, this is my go-to whenever I'm doing fun facts. But uh, I was actually uh, I used to live in Ethiopia for about for about three years. Yeah. Whoa! I had no idea uh, that you did. That's that's really cool. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, I'm from the I'm from like the Safari the Safari Savannah area. So that's why I like uh, badgers. <laughs> that's right. You're just immediately drawn. Like we just happened to do Amazon advertising. Just happened to do digital marketing. You were here just for the badger and the Safari. Exactly. Savannah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he came preloaded with the badger tattoo as well. That's yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I thought that was weird, but now it all makes sense. Uh, did you know that Brett? I actually did not know that about Steven and we worked together for like six months at this point. I, I didn't know that fact. He, he has a lot of weird fun facts. So <laughs> that should be like a every episode type thing. We just spring it on him. Just keep going. That's right. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to be talking about bid optimization, getting into the meat of this episode. You know, bid optimization with paid traffic is one of the most important thing because this is a pay per click platform. So what you pay is going to be instrumental towards what you're end of the day ACOS ends up being. Um, it, Stephen, why don't you break down a little bit of just like general philosophy of what actually makes up good bid optimization? Yeah, so I mean, you 
as you guys all know, since you know, you're listening to this podcast, you're into PPC, um, you're bidding on keywords, you're bidding on ad groups, you're bidding on products. Um, those are all different things that are affecting you know, your actual sales prices, conversion rates. Um, so you always want to basically optimize on as many different dimensions as you possibly can. And um, one dimension or yeah, one, one area that you can actually bid on that a lot of people don't know about is um, bidding by placement within Amazon. So that's something that, that we're going to be talking a little bit about today. Right. This is a setting that was sort of rolled out kind of quietly, not, not too much, I want to say hullabaloo about it when it first rolled out. But essentially, you know, just like you were saying, you want to bid for what things are worth. So, you know, it, it's, it would be crazy to say, let's pick one bid and use that one bid for every single one of our keywords and every single one of our ad groups. That'd be crazy because each different keyword converts differently and each different ad group converts differently. So you bid more on the better converting ones and lower on the lower converting ones. And you always want to use the information that's available to you. Now, you know, on Google ads, there's loads of different information available to us where we can see, you know, revenue and spend by time of day, day of the week, by different devices, by different genders, what state people are in. And I think hopefully those settings are eventually going to come, but there's actually one set of dimensions that we're going to touch, just like Steven mentioned, which are placement based. Uh, so what does this actually mean? Placement based bid modifiers? What is that? What are we actually talking about? Uh, so Amazon basically gave us the ability to um, to modify the actual places where your ad will appear and get an impression. So um, if you guys go to a certain campaign, you can go to your campaign settings. Uh, and in those settings, you'll see these placement options. Uh, the first one is top of search. Uh, and the second one is product pages. And the third is rest of search. Yeah. So these kind of sound self-explanatory, but like with so many things on Amazon, we should probably break down what this actually means. And there's some weird quirks with them too. So it's actually worth defining and talking about what these actually mean. Uh, like we often do so often seeming a seemingly simple question. Hey, what does top of search actually mean? It can end up being a 30 minute discussion. So, We've already had a 30-minute discussion before recording this, so let's actually talk about what we came up with after sort of defining these, making sure that we uh, have these really well condensed in order to deliver these on the podcast. Yeah, so top of search, when you're looking at your placement um, settings, it says in parentheses, top of search, parentheses, first page. So uh, I think that that doesn't just mean, you know, above the fold or at the very top of the screen, but I think it just means your ad was placed somewhere on that first page of uh, Amazon search results. Um, but I, I mean, I think, that, I don't know, I think Brett might disagree on that one, but uh, I don't know, do you agree or do you think it's above the fold? Uh, I think top of search is... Uh, like the first two spots? Yeah, I think it's first two spots. Right. That, that's my theory. Amazon's official definition, top of search, first page, refers to sponsored products at the top row of the first page. It is a search top products. row of the first page. There can be more than two, though, sometimes for yeah. for really uh, high traffic keywords, you'll see. Right. You'll and, see three. And, like, the weird, like, what about... There's got to be a difference in performance between the very, very first position, the second, the third, because it's just saying like the first row of sponsored products. Yeah. All, all of those could potentially have different 
levels of search results, um, different levels of sort of revenue per click and conversion rates, but you know, we only get this bucket top of search first page. An interesting point about this one is 67% of all clicks on Amazon uh, happen for top of search results, you know, whether those are paid spots or organic spots. Those first three positions get 67% of the clicks, so this is definitely the most valuable real estate. For sure. Uh, after top of search first page, we then have rest of search. Uh, pretty self-explanatory, but it, but again, just like with everything with Amazon, it's worth taking time and actually making sure it's, it's sort of well crystallized in our heads. Rest of search just means sort of the middle or the bottom of search results as well as second page and beyond. And what are our thoughts on on the difference in sort of performance generally? And I know everything is different depending on the product and the industry and all those things. But in general, how do the sort of the first row of search results for sponsored products compare to rest of search generally? Yeah, like Brett said, uh, you know, 66%, 66% was it? 67. 67, yeah, come like go to that first row of, of product placements. And I'm just looking in an account that I'm taking care of right now and just looking at the click-through rates on those placements. Um, for product pages, their click-through rate is 0.3%, but for top of search, it's 4.2%. Mm -hmm. So you can see it's more than, than 10 times better click-through rate up at the top. And the same goes for conversion rates. Right. This is kind of interesting too. Like I, I would love like a little bit more transparency in this too. You know, if somebody makes a search on, you know, they make a search, they type it in, then they see those search result, search results. If they don't scroll to the bottom of sponsored of like, if they don't scroll to the bottom of that page, does that register an impression anyway for rest of search? It's definitely something that uh, I'd be curious to sort of learn more on. Maybe if they have like an active impression, meaning the person actually scrolled to the rest of the search page and actually saw it. Like if they click on the second page of search results, you know, does it actually register an impression for every single new thing? on that page. So some, some curious things there. And why do we think that the difference in performance and sort of difference in behavior, top of search versus rest of search exists? I'd love to do a study on this. I think a lot of Amazon shoppers aren't um, all that savvy about you know, like sponsored ad placements. A lot of people don't even know the difference between uh, an ad placement and an organic placement on Amazon because they look so similar. Um, so I think that people just think that these are the top results and you know some of the best selling products uh, you know for their search terms. So I think that's why top of search sees so much success. Mm -hmm. To to use a maybe a, a safari term, it's almost like hunting versus grazing, where like the people that are clicking on this first row, they're like hunting. They know what they want. They see it. They get it. Whereas people that are opening up pages two, three, four, or five, they might not be in much of a rush. Mm. I like that analogy. That's right. I did it for you. <laughs> <laughs> and the last sort of placement is product pages. And there is some massive sort of confusion about product pages for something very weird. So product pages, you know, we sort of know what that means. We sort of know where sponsored products can appear on product pages and sort of the sponsored products related to this item. What we never understood, uh, which I don't think I even told you guys, I actually discovered what the solution to this, but basically we were really racking our heads on how a manual keyword campaign can have impressions for product pages. So just to break this down really quick, when you make a search 
and you have a campaign ad group for sponsored products, keyword targeting, you should only appear for, you know, sort of uh, searches. But if you take a look at those sort of placement reports, you'll actually see impressions and clicks come through on product pages and Amazon. And this was really perplexing. And in the actual definition, Amazon says, product pages refers to sponsored product placements on the product detail pages and all non-search placements, such as the add to cart page. So actually, as I read this, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure I solved it because that, that's still a mystery to us of why there's product page impressions and product page clicks for keyword targeting campaigns. And we had some theories and it's sort of worth mentioning some of these theories now. Yeah, I mean, if it was an auto campaign, that would make total sense because right. auto campaigns target both keywords and, you know, ASINs mm -hmm. and do product targeting. But, you know, what's weird is that you would expect um, a product targeting campaign to only get impressions on product pages right. and a keyword targeting to not get any. But what we found out was both manual and product targeting campaigns get impressions everywhere. Right. Keyword targeting and ASIN targeting both get search and product page impressions. Yeah, and Brett's, Brett's got an interesting theory on this. So yeah, my guess was that this is brand halo related, uh, and maybe you know if a customer uses certain search terms uh, or is on a certain listing, uh, and then they end up clicking uh, an item you know inside the same brand. Uh, I think that maybe that's what this attribution is all about. Um, but you know, it's really just us guessing at this point. Right. Really, we reached out to Amazon. We're sort of waiting for an answer. If we find out, we'll definitely let everybody know. But yeah, trying to understand how keyword targeting ad groups get impressions and clicks for product pages and how ASIN targeting sponsored products get impressions for searches. So some interesting, weird sort of things there. Um, so touching on that, uh, we've also identified some other weird things that are associated with this. And basically what that means is top of search, product pages, rest of search. Essentially what this means now and what we're getting into is that you can bid differently based off top of search, product pages, rest of search. So it's almost like you could bid differently for the hunters than the grazers. You can bid differently for if top of search is converting really well for you, you can actually modify your bids for when that, you know, impression would come from a top of search search as opposed to a product page impression. So there's some cool things here, but some still some weirdness that we definitely need to talk about just to best understand this. Uh, with these bid modifiers, you know, it's not as simple as going in, typing in your bid modifier for top of search, product pages, rest of search. And the issue with that is you can't apply a bid modifier for rest of search, which is kind of strange. Uh, why do we think, do we have any theories as to why you can't apply a bid modifier on rest of search? It just sort of inherits the ad group bid. It just sort of inherits the keyword bid. Any ideas here? Uh, probably just a, you know, it's probably some Amazon grand scheme to increase CPCs across the board <laughs> as usual. <laughs> right. But, but, you know, I, I think that 
you know, just to frame this issue, uh, we did talk about like top of search's relationship to rest of search, and usually top of search outperforms that, but uh, pl product pages as well usually don't have the same level of performance as top of search. Uh, so that presents us with a bit of an issue. Um, it, just because the balance inside of a single campaign can be way off, uh, you know, top of search may be performing at a 10% ACoS, uh, product pages may be at 30%, rest of search may be at 40%. So, um, you know, really just having a way of balancing these out is a really useful tool. And that's what we're kind of talking about here, guys. So, um, you know, what, what are your thoughts, Stephen? Well, yeah, there's something else that, that's really weird that uh, one of our um, clients actually kind of brought to my attention where he sent me a screenshot of uh, his campaign. And, you know, his overall ACoS was great. You know, he was targeting like 35% and he was hitting it. But when he showed me the placement report, um, the majority of his impressions and clicks and, and basically his budget was going to um, was going to product page placements, mm -hmm. and the product page placement a cost was like seventy percent or way too high, and his uh, his top of search placement was ten percent. Mm -hmm. But the thing that was annoying to him was that you can't actually you can't down bid right. or you can't like pay less for product pages. You can only you can only increase bids. You can't right. decrease bids. There's no negative adjustments. Right. Mm -hmm. So we we think we found a workaround that we'll we'll come back to later in the in the show. But that's that's definitely something that's that's kind of interesting. Right. So in the same spirit of you know you wouldn't apply one bid to all of your keywords, you wouldn't want to apply the same bid for top of search product pages, rest of search. So what you would assume that you would do is just sort of calculate your performance for top of search, boom, apply your bid modifier. Analyze your performance for product pages, boom, apply your bid modifier. Same thing for rest of search. However, because you can't do negative adjustments, you, and because you cannot apply a bid modifier on rest of search, you gotta do some funky things, and we're gonna get into that in the sort of the fourth part of this episode. But there's one more weird thing, you know, we're primarily talking about sponsored products, but like many things, there's some quirks about and differences between sponsored products and sponsored brand ads. Oh boy. Yeah, so with sponsored brand ads, uh, they're a little bit different. You can actually increase or decrease uh, bid placement settings, but I believe this is only for top of search, right? Well, <laughs> so, yeah, you, you, weird you, language too. Yeah, uh, and it's, you gotta be careful because uh, in, in uh, sponsored products, you would increase your, your bids for top of search. Uh, the wording is actually the opposite for sponsored brands. It says increase bids for not top of search. Mm -hmm. So you got to make sure you, you flip that increase over to decrease. So you're not you know paying more money right. for a worse spot. Exactly. So with all that in mind, let's actually talk about how to start using these bid placement modifiers. And maybe we can use the context of an automatic campaign because it'd be a little bit easier to sort of get across in the podcast how to actually start using the top of search, rest of search, product page bid modifiers. So let's say I create a new automatic campaign, new auto ad group. I launch it, it's running, and I have some data now. What should I be doing next? Uh, well, you know, basically the first thing that I would recommend doing is going to your campaign settings, uh, looking at your placement data, uh, and then looking at the performance for the different placements. So uh, let's assume that this auto campaign has a target ACoS of 20% just for this example. It's very likely that once you open that up uh, and look at your placement metrics, top of search may be performing around 10% ACoS, uh, and product pages and rest of search may be in the 30% range. So uh, 
um, you know, if the target A cost is 20%, it'd be more ideal and more consistent results uh, if you're able to balance uh, closer around that 20% average target A cost. Uh, so, uh, you know, basically the issue here is we need to increase top of search and we need to decrease product pages and rest of search. Uh, so the method that we're suggesting is you can go in and adjust your overall campaign bid, uh, decrease it uh, by using a revenue per click times your target A cost calculation. And that's going to give you basically the ideal bid uh, to get to your target A cost. Uh, and you're going to do that for the worst performing placement. So if rest of search is 40%, uh, you would basically chop that bid in half uh, to get that on track to go uh, towards 20%. And then to compensate top of search and product pages, uh, that's what these bid placement settings are for. Uh, and you could crank things up there accordingly. Yeah, so like if you are looking at a campaign, just that you're looking at, you know, last month's placement data, um, you know, you'll see those three different um, dimensions, top of search, product pages, rest of search. Um, just like Brett was saying, just do a real quick, you know, total revenue divided by total um, total clicks to get your revenue per click and then, um, you know, times that by your target A cost and do that for all three of those sections. And then the, the goal, because you can't like downbid anything, um, you got to figure out what, which one of those has you know, should have the lowest CPC, you know, say um, top of search, you know, your target bid would be a dollar, but product pages would only be 50 cents. Well, then that's going to be your new default. So you're going to try to set all your bidding around 50 cents. And then uh, you're going to want to increase your top of search bid by 100% to get it back to that $1. Uh, yeah, we should talk about the the way that those modifiers work as well because um, it, it's actually interesting for the placement settings. Uh, it's you know these this additional bid placement uh, that you're adding on. It's com it's done purely through addition and not by multiplication. So entering a hundred percent, for example, isn't going to you know just leave you with no changes to uh to your to your placement settings. You actually have to enter um, you know something. I'm not explaining this very well, <laughs> right. but let's let's say 108%, if you enter that in there, um, it's not just going to increase you by 8%. It's not a multiplier for 1.08. Uh, it's going to increase you, you know, from a dollar, if you enter 108%, you're going to end up at $2.08. So. Right. I, perhaps the best uh, terminology is not necessarily a bid modifier. It's more of a bid increase. So if you, what's 100% of a dollar bid? Well, that's a dollar, but if you wanted to bump it up to $2, you would type, type in 100 and that would be 100% more than what it is right now. So like a 900% increase is, is a 10x of your bid. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, Amazon even like points that out, I think just to help people not get confused, it says if you're bidding a dollar and you increase it by 300%, that's not gonna be $3, it's gonna take you to $4. Cause I think some people, you know, they just think one times 300 is three, right. so. In that campaign settings area, there's actually a built-in calculator on Amazon. So uh, if there's any confusion there, you can just uh, you know enter whatever percentage you're wanting to adjust by, and it'll actually give you the result. So just verify it with that. Boom. Uh, so I think that's pretty well said. You know, I'd love to hear people's experience with this. You know, what really spurred on this entire episode was Stephen. There were some astronomical changes that you notice and you know this isn't the kind of podcast where we say do this one simple trick and watch your sales 10x <laughs> something like that but there were some pretty astronomical gains 
you, you had to remind me of what happened. You had like top of search was doing really well, but only getting like two sales a week or something. Yeah. So just to kind of pull some actual numbers, I'm just comparing the first two, uh, first two weeks of May to the first two weeks of June, since that, you know, we're only a couple weeks into June so far. And, uh, we just restarted this, tried this strategy for June. And so here's kind of the results so far. Um, in the beginning of May, um, product page placements were getting 200,000 impressions and top of search was only getting 12,000. And um, basically the product pages were hitting a 77% ACoS and top of search was at 35%, which is the actual target ACoS. So right. obviously the idea is to move more of the impressions to product pages. So we actually put a, a 600% multiplier on the top of search and then just globally decreased bids on all keywords and all that. Right. And uh, here's the results now, uh, instead of getting uh, 12,000 impressions. We're actually able to double that for top of search. We're getting 24,000 impressions. Uh, revenue itself literally doubled. Mm -hmm. Just 2x revenue maintains the same ACoS. And for product pages, rather than 77% ACoS, we're down to 33% ACoS. Um, basically slash those impressions in half, uh, cut out a ton of wasted ad spend. So super successful. Right. So in that example, product pages had a high ACoS. The product pages needed a bid decrease. But because you can't go in and type in a negative modifier, you have to instead set the, in this case of an auto campaign, you have to set the actual auto bid lower, but then you want a bigger bid for top of search. So then you go and apply a bid modifier increase on top of search. And that's that. So that's sort of the concept that we are, are sort of talking about here. So I guess final thoughts, you know, how should we be incorporating this into a bid optimization strategy and sort of a monthly optimization plan. You know, how do we turn this theory into action? You know, I, I think I'll start, you know, if it's a smaller campaign, maybe you only have five campaigns, uh, maybe you're only spending, you know, $2,000 a month. Maybe you only need to do this, you know, once a month, maybe twice a month, right? On the 1st and the 15th or something like that, where you're just sort of reviewing the last two weeks. And then you make some slight modifications here and there. Um, the thing about bid optimization though, is as soon as you set a bid modifier, the next day, it's kind of out of date, where it's it's almost like you're getting new data, you're getting new information, and it, can, it should sort of be bumped and tweak, tweaked from there. So. There's some interesting thoughts there. Any other thoughts in terms of how often to incorporate this into our workflow? Yeah, and maybe similar timing to what you said. Uh, if you want to really be on top of things, maybe every you know two or three days for this stuff. But um, larger accounts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's you know once a week, twice a week is very realistic. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with Mike's thoughts there. Um, you know, I think that the lowest lying fruit here, the lowest hanging fruit would just be to uh, go into your auto campaigns right away. Um, go through and just try to balance um, the different placements around your target ACoS. So, you know, if you have a target ACoS of 30% uh, and top of search is below that, uh, you know, maybe consider cranking that up a little bit. Um, if product pages and rest of search are well above your target ACoS, you know, maybe pull back those bids, um, you know, all around the, the campaign's bid itself. And then you can go in and compensate top of search and product pages with those additional bids. Um, I think you'll find some awesome success with this and your campaigns will just be much more consistent and much more balanced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just one final strategy for you guys, um, just, you know, while we're, we're talking about these placement settings. Um, one kind of, you know, I guess loophole, you know, because because apparently product targeting campaigns aren't, you know, truly pure product targeting, mm -hmm. you can actually turn those product targeting campaigns into true pure product targeting campaigns by um, putting a 900% 
multiplier or yeah, a bid adjustment modifier increase thing, whatever, whatever <laughs> we're calling it, uh, put a 900% increase on product page placements mm -hmm. and then do a global decrease by 90% on everything else. So if you're bidding a dollar, 90% decrease bring you down, down to 10 cents and then that 900% increase would bring you right back to a dollar. So you'd still be bidding a dollar on product pages, but it would take you off, you know, the rest of search stuff, and because you wouldn't win impressions at it with a ten cent. No, and same with keywords. You know, if you if you if you're losing, if you only want to be focusing on keywords, not product pages, then same thing. Just put nine hundred percent, which is the max Amazon let you do on top of search. Yeah, you know, it's worth trying as well. Um, I've kind of been playing around with this recently. Um, I make these campaigns called like low bid lottery, <laughs> and it's basically. <laughs> Uh, just like a catch-all campaign and what it does is uh, I just launch an auto campaign uh, with one single ad group drop every single um, ASIN or NSKU in the account inside of that and I set like a super low bid something like 10 cents and then I'll go to top of search and crank it up um, and you know you'll actually be amazed at some of the uh, like the really really cheap uh, clicks that come through for that so uh, that may be something to play around with I like the name of it, the lottery. <laughs> You're a gambling man. Right. Uh, so that is it for placement bid modifications. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. I know like, you know, to take a quick aside here, you know, this podcast has been really fulfilling to sort of work on and almost every episode from the start, I've been joined by Brett. And, you know, I have a heartfelt send off today because Brett, you're actually, this is actually going to be your last episode with us. Yeah. People are going to miss you. Going to miss you too, Mike. Um, you know, we've, it's really been fun recording the podcast. We've uh, had some fun episodes and, you know, I, I hope that a lot of uh, people are getting a lot of value out of this. I've really loved, uh, you know, hearing from podcast listeners and working with them through Ad Badger, And um, I've had a great time here and I'm really confident Steven's going to do an awesome job taking over for me. But yeah, for me, it's, uh, you know, just back to Florida to be closer to family. Uh, so I'll definitely miss it here. You'll always have that Badger tattoo. Absolutely. <laughs> Can't take that off. Uh, so thank you everyone for tuning in this week. Feel free to get all of our episodes at adbadger.com slash podcast. And if you'd like to know more about what we do professionally, you can always check us out at adbadger.com slash podcast deal. Thanks everybody. Take care everyone. Hey everybody, it's Mike here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And as some of you may already know, the podcast isn't all that we do when it comes to Amazon. Uh, we actually spend the majority of our day working on building the best Amazon advertising tool we possibly can to help automate a lot of the concepts that we discuss during the show. Yep. And we appreciate you as listeners. We'd love your feedback about our app. Uh, and if you're interested in giving our free trial a shot, just head on over to adbadger.com slash podcast deal. That's adbadger.com slash podcast deal. Thank you so much for the support, guys. We really do appreciate you and we'll see you next episode.